Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hi everyone, this is episode 27 of the Quick Resume Podcast. Today, today, there's more Halo. There's Battle Pass leagues for Halo. There's there's Japanese games. There's much, much more. My name is Deck. I'm joined by uh, the Grapple Master, the Commando, Tim. Damn. Hi, man. Hey, man. That's both those. That's both the things I love in Halo the most. <laughs> I know, Thanks, what can man. I say? My improv is getting better week by week, it and is. it's always going to be to to do with what we've been playing. What so been playing. it's pretty predictable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, well, well, I'm not. I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm good, but um, I've I've been a little bit sicky uh, over the last few days, which is kind of annoying uh, because obviously I, I booked some time off off work just to sort of. I think I mentioned it in the last episode that I was just going to like chug through my backlog or play some single player games or something um, and just take some time off work because I haven't for a while. And of course I feel sick um, on my, on my time yeah, it off. Sucks. It's just a, uh, it's just classic really, isn't it? So some workplaces let you claim it back. I don't know if that's a thing. Probably they do that not. in my work. If you're like, if you're sick enough to have had to take work off on your holiday, they let you take it back. Oh, okay. No, I haven't been that sick to be honest. It's been like, you know, just you know, where you just just feel, enough to be annoying. Yeah, where you just feel tired, you just feel sort of like groggy, and there's a a bit of a headache behind the eyes, and um, my uh, my throat's been been giving me the most jip, uh, to be honest. But yeah, it hasn't been too bad. But yeah, just just a little bit down in the dumps, really. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, sort of gaming wise, uh, this week. Uh, I mean, like I said, I've been I've been a little bit sick, so I've been just watching a load of TV and just sort of melting into my bed. Um, <laughs> but I've also been playing quite a lot of Final Fantasy still, so I'm probably like over twenty hours into that now. Um, Kept you sane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I, I think it's um, I think it's about a fifty odd hour campaign. I think so. I'm closer. Fifty. I'm closer, like halfway. Um, <sighs> that is too long. You think fifty is too long? I don't know. I think for a, I think for a JRPG with, um, with good storytelling and good characters, I think it's fine. And I, I feel like yeah. that's the industry standard for a JRPG. I think people aren't happy unless Maybe. it's at least forty hours, like at least Maybe. forty fifty. I, I mean, I've said before on the podcast that I, I think like somewhere between 15 and 20 hours is like perfect, but it does depend because like if you can keep up good storytelling for a long time and the gameplay doesn't get like, you know, rusty on an old and then yeah, but it's just, I always feel that like regardless of how good the game is, I always have a hump at like 20, 25 hours where I'm like, 
I don't want to keep playing. And then I keep playing. And I'm like, oh no, this is actually still really good. I just get a bit fatigued. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of normal, especially when we're quite like social gamers. We always have other things drawing our attention away a little bit. We're never just right. 100% Final Fantasy. You know, it's always like, oh, a little bit of Apex or a little bit of Halo Infinite or a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. And it pulls your. It just. It, it, it makes that whole 50 hour journey seem just insane insanely bigger yeah. than it actually is um, i've also well it's, it's double annoying because i've also got this like i like made a deal with myself that like i've got to finish a game if i start it um so when i know a game is that long i'm like oh <laughs> my god yeah. it's such a commitment um ever since i completed witcher 3 because like that was a massive game and i was like holy shit like why don't i finish games so like that that's why i find it hard yeah yeah it's quite tough and it is quite daunting especially for someone who doesn't finish games um but i'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm still enjoying it um and yeah, exactly. uh, yeah so uh, uh, apart from that uh i tried a little bit of lemsip gate with you um that's obviously <laughs> we call it lemsip gate because i was sick when we first tried it and it, we, we were just calling it all sorts of stuff we were calling it like lemon gate um i don't know if like is that just a uk thing is lemsip lemsip like i'm pretty sure lemsip is that just a uk thing i'm pretty sure I it's I, I mean i wouldn't know to be honest i've never but i i, I would think <laughs> it's multinational do you okay. anyone listening if you're not in the uk and do you have a hot lemon drink that helps with colds <laughs> and flus <laughs> that soothes your throat yeah uh, sponsor us now yeah um so yeah we've playing we've been playing some <laughs> lemonis gate um which was okay my experience with that game was okay it was it was fun i was playing it with you i mean any most games are fun when i play them with you um yeah <laughs> exactly there you go it's the <laughs> horrible I, I got it over and done with the compliment nice. <laughs> yes he said it nice live on stream um <laughs> So yeah, that was that was pretty fun, but obviously it has its it has its flaws. It's it's pretty jank both in matchmaking and in gameplay. Um, and I think I was saying this to you. I think we played it for about three or four hours. I think um, I would probably give it about six from my experience with it. Um, I think if they could polish up the gameplay a bit um, and the matchmaking worked at least at least half the time um i'd probably bump up to about seven seven and a half i think see i think that's brutal i think that's absolutely brutal <laughs> i think that's like arm on the chopping block because you're not even any points for like innovation dude There's nothing a, like a it seven, on the if they polished up a bit of the gameplay a 7.5 is a very good score like, that's considered a very good game just because it's not in the eights it's a dead like, game for a multiplayer game I I don't know. It, it is it's very innovative, sure, but that's the only thing carrying it right now. It's it's jank in so many ways. Like I can't just be like, oh, it's innovative. Eight. It's just like no. It's that that's the only thing carrying it. Like it's I don't know. I, it's a six. I guess. A seven. I I found like you know like I said to you before like it's a strategy game first and a shooter game second. And like I've never played. A, I don't feel like I've played a strategy game like it before. I feel like I'm playing chess, and it's really. But I'm like shooting, and it's cool. Yeah, yeah, like the shooting is shit. Like, there's nowhere around it. It is shit. It but like a bug. there weren't. I can't really count that many times where like I tried to kill someone and couldn't because I was fighting the controls. Like, it didn't feel good, but you did have to set yourself up in positions that, you know, like it was hard to burst people across the map because you're like, I'm just not going to be able to hit that. Mm. Um, 
you like you had to run like you had to like barrel stuff people to like because you knew you wouldn't so like there was aim assist there and stuff like it doesn't it still doesn't feel good but that i think this like this like most of the time it's like use of abilities and you know that is that like makes that strategy work i don't know i i ha- i think it's like when you finish a game you're like man let's get into the next one i want to see what i can do you know there's just a lot of possibilities there um mm-hmm. i'm definitely with you the matchmaking was i don't know why it was so oh, yeah at one point we had five cues and one of them worked or was it four cues i don't know it was like a 20 percent success rate uh we kept getting put into games where we were obviously queuing as a two and then we were put on opposite teams so i i didn't really want to fight so against weird. you that was weird. So weird um and then we had one game where it was 2v2 but we some for whatever reason had a third <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened um yeah yeah it's just it's just jank man um oh, yeah. but it's good and i do enjoy it but it has its unbalances as well some classes are clearly like really tuned up over other ones like characters you can pick like they're very good they're crutches uh, there's unbalanced in terms of whether or not you get the last turn or not. That's so powerful in that game. Uh, I feel like some, like ob- ob- some of the objective game modes are a bit unbalanced in the sense of the bomb one where you have to destroy the bombs. It's way easier to defend than it is to attack. You know, all these sort of things just bump it down a little bit, but it's just polish. You know, the game's fine. But you, you play both sides though with that with that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But it's still, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I get yeah. It's a hard one to pin, but I guess I'm like, I think the core loop is fun. Like regardless, I think every yeah. character has a place. I think it you it makes you think. It forces you to do cool and innovative things like that are really rewarding when you pull it off. And it's wicked that you can do that in co op, like two player. Like that's you don't get strategy games like two player ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it does. There are times where we made plays where like you pull something off and you're you know you're both like holy shit that's changed everything and suddenly the whole game is is you know back on its heels um and you get that like often so yeah i i think it's i'd probably give it like a 7.5 to to begin with i think this game has uh, like a possible polish up the jank and the aiming um i don't even feel like it needs more content it's got loads of maps loads of modes it's got plenty in it yeah um uh it's just the yeah it's literally just the jank and the matchmaking for me i think there's a there's a really solid game there i think that game could take off but Nobody's playing it. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but I think that could be easily be bumped up to an eight or an eight point five. I do think it is. You know, it's it's definitely worth a shout out for anyone who hasn't played it or has looked over it. Go on to Games Pass and give it a download. Obviously, it's a Games Pass game as well, so it's not perfect. Games Pass game. It's not going to cost you anything. Grab your buddy. Is it only um? Is it only two v two? Or can you do like three v three, four v four? Yeah, two two's the highest you can go. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but don't don't be put off by it if like you see that like like the, if you think it looks like a hero shooter because it's not. As I say, it is a strategy game first. If you're not good at shooters, like don't worry about it. Um, like it helps to shoot, but the, the most important thing is like positioning and planning in that game, which I think is really cool. So yeah, definitely give it a download on on Games Pass. Really fun. Um, I do I do like playing it. <laughs> Tim's gobbling a sandwich for, for the audio listeners out there, so he's put his thumb up to give me the go ahead. Yeah. Um, what have you got in your sandwich, man? Um, I've got some prosciutto <laughs> ham. Oh my god! <laughs> a little posh boy. <laughs> to be honest, it was the quickest thing I could have just whacked into a sandwich because uh, I was pretty strapped for time to get on. So, 
Man, what a life. I know. Reaching into the fridge and just finding oh, some prosciutto. I guess I'll have to settle for prosciutto ham. <laughs> yeah, <Jeez>. fuck's sake. <laughs> it's not even Iberico, it's fucking Serrano. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Everyone listening, none of them know what you just said. <laughs> oh, they're, just, they're just different types of, of cured ham, basically. <laughs> Iberico is the more expensive one for anyone who does whatever. Well. Yeah, everybody wants to divulge. Well, okay, well. We're a ham podcast. We're a ham podcast. <laughs> we were a pumpkin podcast a couple of weeks back. It's spook it's it's spooky time now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've already got a spooky Spins. game on download. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna Wait, which one? Well no, I mean I, I went on to Microsoft Rewards and one of the games was to like get achievement on one of these games and it was Alien Isolation. So I was just like, it's Spooktober, I'll give it a go. If it, if it hooks me, then I'll play it through. I don't think it's going to be a very long game either. So Undertale is the best horror game. So. Undertale, I don't want to say Undertale sucks. I'm going to get fucking gutted. Don't say it. Gutted, say it. <laughs> gutted by um, the whole internet. It's worth it just for the just. I, I said it to you the other day, but the first two minutes of that game are so good. I heard the whole game is very good. I've avoided the whole game is good, but the first two minutes is just like. You can't not be hooked. Like, because it's dumb. Like, you boot it up and it's dumb. You can count the pixels. You're like a stupid, like, girl yeah. with, like, no animations. It's just dumb. So, <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Spooky Toba, Alien Isolation. Um, what have I been doing? Nothing, really. Just Halo and trying to get to the end of the Apex Battle Pass. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I hate it. It's become really... a chore There's at this battle... point, doesn't it? Yeah, they they always like. I feel so entrapped by battle passes when like I've moved on from a game, you know, f- like for a breather, like when we're not actually playing Apex every week in the moment. I know. And I'm just like, man, I have to finish it because it's my money's worth. And I know I'm falling for the sunk cost fallacy, but I just can't help it. Yeah, um, I'm weak. <laughs> but, hey. uh, sucks, man. Next season. Well, next season. Next season. Um. So. This, I mean, I mean, I know we speak, we've been speaking about it every week, but I can't not speak about it because it's bringing me so much joy. And, and, that, and that is the next flighting, the big team battle Halo flighting, man. Um, if, if anybody wants to hear like our, our like big breakdown of impressions, we did this last week. Uh, that was obviously for sort of like the social arena 4v4 playlist, but we went through every part of the game, like categorically from gunplay to movement, equipment, guns. Um, so we're not going to do that again here. Um, but... Um, before I like we sort of get into this, I just want to like really soak it all in um, because when I'm on Twitter now, I'm seeing so many like YouTubers, influencers, like maybe who aren't usually in the Halo space, like posting about it, and they're just like enthralled by it. And I'm, it just brings me so much joy. And you just see like dumb clips, mm-hmm. you know, you see people just doing shit, and it's like it's that. I think that's exactly what they wanted when they developed not just the game, but like the slip space engine. They wanted the game to have these sorts of moments. The same with Sea of Thieves, just sort of the um, what word do they use? Um, uh, I can't remember the word they use. Where it's like you know, when basically just rant, like shit happens like spontaneously, yeah. um, and it makes for good moments that are like shareable. So it like it adds to that the virality of like the campaign for it, the marketing, um, and that's like one hundred percent what's happening because. Like every couple of things I'm scrolling through, whether it's on Reddit or Twitter or whatever, I'm seeing another clip of just someone having a great time. So I just wanted to 
<laughs> give a shout out. I don't know if you've been finding the same. Oh yeah, dude. This uh this flying has probably been the best one for me, um, to be honest. Uh I love I love the well, I love the, the, the BTV. I think it's great. I think the whole um the whole vehicles coming into it is awesome. Excuse me for wiping my nose. I am sick. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's definitely been the um the most fun flying so far. And yeah, I've had so many of those moments. I mean, I think it was last night where I did something kind of cool. Like it wasn't, it wasn't insane, but it was just some, some guy like crouching above me with a grab hammer. And I didn't know he was there. And then he like dropped on me to flatten my head. And I just like reaction, (laughs) um, repulsed him away. And then just like five shot him to the head with a commando while he was flying backwards. And it was just like, I I think I literally just screamed. This is the best halo. (laughs) You did. Yeah. And And it's just, it's just, it's just shit like that, which is just like pure outplays. And I've been having so much fun with fusion coils as well, which, uh, if man, three, four, three are listening. Um, Fusion kills, uh, fusion coil kills should go towards me. If I hurl a coil at someone's face and he explodes, it should not be a suicide in the kill feed, please. So uh, I know there's some three four three employees out there watching this. So just fix that, please. Yeah, we're pretty huge. We're a big deal. Yeah. Um, you'll have to submit it on the feedback when it comes comes through on our emails. Yeah, yeah, because that's that that wasn't cool. I literally just hurled one at someone's head like last night. And he just exploded. And I was like, no. And I was like, where are my points? Where are my accolades? I was like, surely I'll get a cool like accolade for that. Like a cool medal. And it's just like, I looked at the feed. It just said suicide. I was like, well, that was garbage. <laughs> I still had fun, but that was garbage. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that sucks. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think this is... Um, I, think, I think this is probably the flighting that has... I mean... Like the other flightings definitely were like a big deal. Though like Halo was everywhere. And but I think Big Team Battle has really blown the lid off it because it's it's that kind of game. It's that chaos game mode, right? You know, it's the chaos one which is really accessible. It's no biggie, it's really casual. Um and you know, it a more you have like layers on layers of um of that sort of uh, uh, sandbox because of the vehicles and more way more access to equipment because you have more charges in your equipment and you have way more access to other weapons right yeah um 100 but you always have like a commando or a br in your hands basically yeah um so yeah uh, so i guess like yeah let's just start with with the btb i mean we obviously have one map can't remember the name of it uh let's just call it valhalla i forgot oh no it's called like energy energy punch energy something energy punch energy like it was called energy <laughs> something was it hang on all right fair enough you carry on all right great well i mean because I, I was going to ask uh, but ask you about your impressions of big team battle but oh maybe. i guess i'll just carry it then jesus yeah, do it, christ <laughs> um so you go i'll find the name okay all right yeah so uh b2b for me oh no it's called frag- fragmentation well. fragmentation yeah that makes fragmentation sense. i got it i'll do everything on this damn podcast <laughs> um, okay yeah so btb uh for me obviously like i said I, th- I think it's been the best flight so far so i think it's been the best game mode so far there was a definitely a point last night you were like oh do you want to queue some social arena i was like shut up <laughs> get us <a> BTB <laughs> now um yeah, it's just it's just great, man. I I think the whole like this was the first time, obviously, we've had the whole ecosystem of all the vehicles. 
uh, mongooses, warthogs, ghosts, even scorpions, wasps, everything at our disposal at at some point in the match. Um, and I think it just flows really well. I don't think anything is oppressive or overpowered. Maybe the ghost slightly, but there's a lot more. There's a lot more tools to deal with it in BTB. Whereas I think when we played it on social arena, it was just like you had to kind of just like shoot the guy with an AR. Like it was a lot harder to actually deal with it. Um, mm. More room as well, more room to hide. Yeah, and... exactly. So it felt definitely a lot less uh, oppressive in that regard. Um, but yeah, nothing felt stupid. I wasn't annoyed that I was getting gatlinged by a warthog or getting run over or splattered or anything. Um, I just thought it gelled really well. Um, obviously, the, with more access to equipment and more access to guns, you felt more powerful as well to kind of counterbalance enemies having vehicles, everything. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I just, I just really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was super cool. I had like some great moments where I was like headshotting turret people off off the warthog at like full speed with a sniper. I did that at least twice over the weekend. Um, or two, two or three times, and um, yeah, man, it's just it's just really good. It's just really good. The 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 map was very well designed as well. Um, I thought I liked the yeah, whole like loot cave thing you could do, where you like hacked it and got a little access to like a little rocket launcher and a active camo or something. Really um, cool that. I wonder if there's be one of them on like every BTB map. I, I think that's a really nice like addition. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool if there was just something hidden like that, um, and it's just mm. something to contest for, right? It it takes it takes all the pressure out of the middle, um, the mid game for for a lot of the time because sometimes you can get quite clustered around the middle of the map. But then if someone's mm. hacking that, the enemies can see it, so it just draws players to more locations rather than it just feel like a death ball of enemies all the yeah. time um, and it's nice it's yeah. nice that it's like another nice use for the ai i was just gonna say like because you know you're like hacking your ai pops up and like has a little yeah. quip and hacks it yeah yeah no yeah and I, i'm pretty sure you can like hear other people's ais doing it as well like because you got a different ai to me and i'm pretty sure i can hear his yeah, voice can. lines and stuff whereas it's my voice yeah. lines for 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 my ai so um yeah no it's it's, it's awesome man i don't really have anything bad to say about it um i just i had a lot of fun i mean yeah i i have no i have nothing to uh to say against that but i i will no yeah hmm the i just wanted to add like the map i just because i don't think anybody's really talking about this maybe it's because like the gameplay is obviously like the dominant feature like that's fine the map's gorgeous these maps are gorgeous. They're really nice. They're like some of the nicest multiplayer maps I've ever played on. They just look great. Like when you spawn in and there's like rays, the lighting on the map is amazing as well. Like all the shadows and like the trees. And because it's like dynamic, sometimes you'll be like just running and like clouds will go over you sometimes. You're usually not paying attention to this shit because there's frags and like, you know, wasps and warthogs and shit flying around. But um, it's, it's just really pretty to look at. Um, I don't know if you ever like, stops and smell the roses with it but oh yeah no yeah i did for sure and it there's like like wildlife running around as well which is kind of cool little packs of these weird guinea pig things you could genuinely like shoot <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to you like frag a pack a pack of uh, guinea pigs yeah um, space guinea pigs yeah it's just those, those little touches were really nice and i agree the, the, the game looked great um as well as played fantastic as well so mm. kudos to the to the team on on both fronts 
at three four three. Definitely. There's like because there's like occasional as well. You know, like I don't know what they're called. I asked I asked our Halo nerd friend what they were called. But you know, like those the towers that are at both ends of the map mm-hmm. that like launch the like the big blue things up into the air. But they've yeah. been in every Halo. But there are two every now and then. I don't know if they like go off when you score or something, or if it's just like time based. But some every time. Every now and then they'll just like you know build up and like spl- like explode upwards and it just it like looks and sounds so good yeah like I I spawned once and I was running by and I was what the fuck is that I was like what is that and I turned around and it just launched up into the sky and I was just watching I was like oh my like this looks great I just I love what they've done with this engine I just think it looks so clean and I love how again we spoke about this last week like when you get close to stuff there's so much detail there mm-hmm. um it's just a really nice way to do it I, I have no idea what witchcraft they've done. To, to like make it look how it does but yeah it, it just looks great and it 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 bet it it, feel, it fills me with more confidence for the campaign like because the campaign is just going to be this but like ramped up to 11 you know it's going to be big open plains fields like like there's no way the campaign is going to look like worse than that if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah it'll it'll, it'll look it, better yeah look in line with that and if anything they'll be more open like terrain so it'll look better and like be more fun to explore but yeah um I, yeah i just wanted to touch on that because i don't feel like anybody's talking about how good that map but like, just looks visually i just think it looks really really pretty to like go through mm-hmm. um so i wanted to say this is maybe a bit spicy i think overall very slightly i preferred last flighting the social arena Oh really? Very slightly, yeah, very slightly. Um, this podcast is over. It's, it's hard for <laughs> it's it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly why. Um, I think it might it literally might have just been because half the games we played like last night, I kind of got dicked on. <laughs> like it literally might have been that. Um, yeah. Whereas I felt like in Social Arena, I had like very. Like, they were just quite intense. I don't know, maybe it's used to... I'm just used to, like, the, the pace of, like, just, Apex or whatever. You feel like you just had more control in uh, in Social Arena? A little bit. Like, sometimes there was just stuff happening. And as well, like, like we keep talking about the radar. I, I thought the radar wouldn't be as much of a problem in Big Team Battle because there's more stuff happening, there's more people, you know. But I actually found it to be a bit more annoying because there's more people, You there's, like, more opportunities. Like, there's very rarely someone that's... There's always someone close to you, is what I'm trying to say. There's always someone like kind of nearby. And that it kind of emphasizes it, makes it worse, and especially because there's more people. Um like it, usually it's more than one. And like if you haven't picked up on two people, you're definitely dead, let alone one. And whereas with social arena, I kind of felt like there was I in my head, I can manage where the rest of like four people are. So well, I can see two there, that means I, that space over there is occupied by two people, roughly. Like regardless of what the, the radar says or not. So um you know, maybe it was that. I, I don't know. But overall, it was still... I had, like, an absolute blast. Like, I had an like, absolute blast on, on both game modes. I'm I'm just going off, like, two... Essentially, two weekends worth of, you know, experience. So it's not much. And I think, as well, it didn't help that we only had one map for Big Team Battle. I think it would have added a bit more spice to it if there was... If we had, like, you know, three or four maps like we did for Social Arena, so... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's, it an, it's, a, it's an interesting take, yeah. I mean that that being said, I I didn't get I didn't feel like that map got stale like even even a, a once to be honest the no, the, the rotation of the game modes definitely helped, um, which I guess we can we definitely. should talk about the game modes as well because 
I mean, your favourite was probably the the uh, what's it called? The the point cap one. Is it oh total total control? So, uh, yeah, something control. I think it's total control. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. So yeah, you you have to hold all three points, and if you do, it like um it gives your team a single point if you capture all three, and then and then the map changes the location of the next three points, sort of thing, and then you just you you build up to uh, three total points scored. Um, and uh, yeah, that was really cool. I don't think I don't feel like there's been a game like that in Halo before. Um, I feel like that's kind of new. Um, and uh, yeah, it played really well. It wasn't like a clusterfuck like you'd expect, like headquarters to be in like Call of Duty or something like that. Um, it was quite well spaced out. Um, all, all all the different points they weren't so clustered together. Um, and yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, like, because we were we were talking about, like, you know, fingers crossed for like an invasion game mode, and I think you know it's wishful thinking. But I think this is like, it's kind of felt a bit like that, like you said, like Rush from Battlefield or whatever. It, I think a lot the way it played because it, it plays differently to Social Arena is in that you're not getting points for holding two, you have to get all three to get one point, and then it's first to three or or until the time runs out. Mm-hmm. Which I really I I don't know I I liked it when, when I initially like found out it was that I was like nobody's ever gonna get a point. But it does happen. Like you, you just have to group up and push through the zones, and you do, and you know, you do. It does happen, um, and you know, you get so many moments where like you'll be like seconds off having all three, and then someone will jump on a flag, and you're like, "Quick, go to B, go to B," you know, or not flag, sorry, a zone. Um, and so you get a lot of a lot of moments like that. And, you know, you have like half the team like grappling <laughs> like to the other side of the map or whatever. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, I thought that was I really liked that. Um, and CTF felt great, great as well. Yeah, yeah. The whole Man, way. I just love those these objective modes. Yeah, I've C- CTF is so is so refreshing to me. It's been so long since I played a, um, a capture the fire game mode in in any way, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought it was great for BTB. Um, I thought working again. You think like three people just driving up in a warthog, picking up the flag, getting in, and driving off would be an issue but it's not because there are so many tools to deal with with these things including like shot grenades to disable the vehicles which by the way are really cool uh, i love those grenades maybe slightly too strong mm. but they're, they're very cool um they're quite oppressive yeah but they're, they're, they're definitely needed in the game like a hundred percent but like maybe just tone down slightly um in terms of damage yeah. like the radius i think is fine but in terms of just damage um it's interesting though because I think like this is one of those things that as the game gets into people's hands, like we'll see like more of a meta evolve because those grenades like bounce around for a while. I can easily see people like getting into the habit of just repulsing them away. Yeah, you know it's like damage over time, isn't it? Whereas, whereas the other grenades are like instant blow up. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I haven't really seen anyone do that. You know. Yeah, oh I my god, even... that means you can probably grapple them. I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, why would you want to grapple it? It's just going to hurt you. <laughs> no, because you can ping it like behind you, you know? Yeah, I guess. No, I don't, <laughs> or if I, it goes past you. I'd, yeah. Stop. You I don't run, think... You run past it, turn around, grapple it back to where it came from. Okay, and then at that point, you've just taken three BRs nah, to nah, 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 that, anyway. nah, <laughs> nah, at that point. You just get someone else to throw a drop ball down. It's fine. God's sake. <laughs> um, the repulsor would work. The grapple is stupid. Don't listen to the deck. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to make it my mission to, 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 to like do this and clip it. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, no, all, all all the game modes were sick. Map was sick. Um, and yeah, may, maybe we'll jump into uh, social arena a little bit tonight. Um, uh, and and play that just as a, a change of pace. Now I know where your true feelings lie. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, okay. they felt quite different. I think that's a good thing. You know, four v four was like I liked the tightness of those maps. I think it was, you know you're always like two seconds away from combat, whereas I think you did have sometimes. I had some times in B two B where like I would be running or like trying to get some weapons, and then someone would appear on me and I'd die, and I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake! Or I'd spawn, and there'd be some prick with a sniper somewhere, and I'd die like you know five seconds off spawn or something like that. And it's just like, it's the nature of those types of games. You know, I think those they're meant to have a bit of chaos. And if you're on the receiving end of that, um, it can kind of suck. But I mean, I was still having loads of fun. Like it, it was, it was a great time. Um, yeah. But you know, they were, they're both amazing experiences. And like, I think I wanted to, I wanted to ask you sort of when, when big team battle got announced like back at E3 last year, I guess this year, um, they obviously said, uh, it's going to be 12 v 12 big team battle. You know, it's the biggest big team battles ever been. I think it used to be eight v eight. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, what the fuck? Like 12 v 12. Well, that's nothing. Like battlefield's coming out with like 60 v 60, you know, whatever it is. Um, so like, I wanted to ask you how you kind of felt that play account worked and like, does the map accommodate that? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Does it need uh- more or not? I think I think it it felt pretty perfect um, for that map, uh, definitely. Um, obviously, I don't. They're probably going to experiment with the maps and have some smaller and a bit more chaotic and some larger and stuff like that. So, like, I'm sure because th- th- there were certain game modes, like I know, like Valhalla <clears throat> in the previous Halos, that playing that AVA felt quite empty sometimes. Um, yeah. You were just literally just running around on grass quite a lot of the time, not doing too much. Um, so, yeah, I felt if it, it felt pretty perfect, to be honest. It, at no point was I literally just like, well, actually, m- maybe a couple points where I was just like, oh, there's like six people here, but they're still capping flags like elsewhere. Like, they're obviously just dispersing their numbers really well, and we weren't. But, um, yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't think it was too small or too large. Um, like you said, there was always someone quite close to you, but it was never just like one kill, one death, one death, one kill, one death, one kill, one death. It wasn't that oppressive. It wasn't just one after the other, like a like a factory line of of uh, of enemies. So yeah, I thought it felt pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think it, it felt. It felt, in terms of the player count, yeah, it felt perfect. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for more. And I know, like, the maps are designed around that, but um, it feels like there's a lot going on. You know, I, I don't know if, like, 20v20, even on a bigger map, would... Is there any point in that? Like, does it achieve anything? I guess that's probably the question the team, like, were asking themselves. Like, you know, is there, like, what does it bring to have another 16 players in the lobby? Mm-hmm. I say nothing, really. I mean... Yeah, no. Hitches in performance is probably going to be the only thing it impacts. So, like, yeah. Plus, it's a yeah. different experience. Like I said, if there's a larger map and it's still twelve v twelve and the map feels slightly more empty, it just it just makes the game mode feel different as well. Like that map doesn't come up that often, so that change of pace is probably quite nice to a different B two B, B T B map that you've been playing. It's not necessarily a bad thing to have it a little mm. bit more empty um, on a larger map. Um, it's, it's it might be quite refreshing for a change, but 
Yeah, I think twelve v twelve is fine. I don't think you need to go anything more excessive than that. For sure, because the maps in Battlefield twenty forty two, I think it's twenty forty two. They're going to be ridiculous. They're going to be way bigger than fragmentation that we play. They're 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 just yeah. So that's the reason why it's sixty versus sixty. If you put sixty versus sixty on fragmentation, you wouldn't be able to move. It'd just be everyone elbowing each other's backs, and then the game's over. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think like because I, I I wanted to touch on I just before we wrapped up I guess like in terms of balance like everything we spoke about last week like remains the same I think I think you'll like you'll agree. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we had this week that we haven't had since the very first flight so that you never got to play was the recompose, mm-hmm. um, which um I think needs a bit of a buff. But you know I think I think across the board some things need tweaking here and there. Nothing feels super OP. Nothing feels super underpowered. But I think there, there could be a bit of um, balancing across the board with a couple of things. Um, and I think the recompose is one of them. Yeah, I think at least I think radius needs to be bigger. It's just like I pick that up and I'm like, that's fine. But like if I'm poking out to fire that, I can die in big team battle. <laughs> I can get team shot like before I even get back behind cover, and it's like, what yeah. have I achieved? Like not much. I think it needs to last longer, and it needs a bigger radius to actually be worth it. Yeah, yeah, because it's cool, and there's definitely some potential there because you can stick it to teammates, you can stick it to vehicles, you can stick it to all yeah. sorts of stuff, and have like a mobile recon. So yeah. like the potential's there, but I I, I agree. It, yeah, it just needs more range and um, last a little bit longer. Ping ping more maybe, or maybe it works similar to like Bloodhound is in in um in, in Apex where after it pulses them, it they it just tracks their movements for once two seconds through through a wall or something, um something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think that needs a little bit of a touch. Um, but other than that. Everything we said last week remains the same. Mm-hmm. Tim, are we ready to, to move on from Big Team Battle? Uh, I want to talk about Halo all day, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, we've got a bit more Halo stuff. I guess before we go on to sort of uh, the, the leaked Battle Pass, um, I just wanted to mention that um, over this weekend, Twitch viewers for Halo, a game which has not released yet, exceeded COD and Fortnite. Boom. Um, Halo is a franchise that people have been saying, I mean, trolls have been saying is dead for like the best part of, um, you know, 10 years now. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, isn't it? Halo, Halo still has a lot of prestige and merit behind its name. Oh, and people course. hear that and they're like, oh, I'll give it a go. Oh, people are saying this one's really good. And like I said, all these YouTubers, like even I saw like Skill Up um, earlier today saying Halo is like one of the best multiplayer games I've ever played. It's like, fucking hell. Like, these, these people are saying like really high words of praise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy. Overtaking Fortnite is a big deal. And that's, imagine what those numbers will be on launch, you know? Um, so, yeah. no, there's definitely so much prestige behind Halo. You could pretty much ask any professional FPS esports player or anyone who streams for, for, for a living and is considered very good at card or Fortnite or anything. They have pretty much all, they, they would almost all say that they've come from a background of Halo. Like almost all of them, the heritage. Yeah, yeah. It, there's there's so much prestige behind the name; it's ridiculous, and um and they'll all go back to it if it's good. So like you know, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's yeah. that's great, but it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Um, actually, it kind of does in the fact that it's a flighting; it's not a release game. But it, on full release, it would not surprise me that Halo is overtaking Warzone, Fortnite, and all these these big titles to be honest yeah i think 
it's interesting because I think had you, had, if you had told me, if you'd asked me rather, like will Halo's numbers um, overtake Fortnite and COD, like during during the flightings or like, you know whatever on launch, um, like before we had seen the multiplayer or maybe even played it, I would have been like, probably not. Mm-hmm. Like just because like the Halo, and I don't think it's just necessarily the Halo community. You know, there's like trolls and contouring, whatever. The the like it's like the vocal minority thing all you hear about halo is negative and it's you know so even though it's not like it always sells like amazingly you know and and it always reviews really well you know at minimum the worst reviewed halo is like 84 or something you know so um main yeah that's right that's not like a spin-off or halo wars or whatever um so yeah but now i think after having seen it and after having now played it i'm like i'm yeah, I'm not surprised. The game is fucking awesome. Like, it's really good. Um, so good. It's, it's got it's it's in its own space as well. I, there's nothing that feels quite like it, um, which I think is a lot of what everybody wanted, and it's why people are watching because they're like, oh, hang on a minute. Um, I think they've got something really special on their hands here, um, and there's no real, there's no element that makes me doubt that. You know, there's not like let's wait for launch. You know, the only thing that because they flighted it, the matchmaking works. There's a few like things here and there on the on the UI that needs like fixing, you know, but you'd expect the stuff you'd expect. Um But other the game feels like it could ship like next week. Like the multiplayer part of it, you know. So I have no doubt that the multiplayer is gonna be amazing and probably hit numbers higher than this. So I think it's it bodes well, right? It bodes well. Yeah, for sure. And I guess while we're talking about like bugs and matchmaking, there was that issue where it does. It kind of puts you into like a battlefield squad, doesn't it? But it doesn't do it with the people you queued with, like quite right. quite a lot of the time. So I found myself not being able to spectate um, you or 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 our uh, our other friends that we were playing with, and I was just only kind of allowed to spectate these random people. Um, small little bugs like that. It wasn't it wasn't a game changer. Um, but yeah, I've had no hiccups. I've had no lag. I've had no like server dropouts or the performance yeah, issues no either performance issues yeah the, it feels polished like yeah it, it, if there were more maps and game modes you could slap a price tag on that bad boy and it's yeah. kind of good to go um definitely so, yeah i i guess the only the only um like uh thing that would concern me is like the amount in it like the amount of game modes the amount of maps you know but you know, we covered that leak the other week that was like maybe like 23 maps, but you know, that's pinch of salt stuff. But as long as there's an, like Halo 5 got kind of blasted for being, not having enough at launch, but because of how polished this is and the fact that we've already seen four maps, like, it just makes me think, like, I think, I think there's a lot to go by here, you know, right? Yeah. So. It's a pretty safe bet. I mean, at this point. Yeah, right. And we, and we know there are other like game modes. And there have been leaks of other maps as well. Like, you know, like Oddball was showing off in the original trailer. There have been leaks of other maps that are like definitely in the files, you know, and that's like, so as long as there's enough there, I think, you know, they're looking at a really high score for the multiplayer component, like really high. Mm. Um, so just more props to the team, really. Yeah. They, they must be reveling in it after like all of the doubt and the, you know, the uncertainty around um, and, you know, feedback they got after the campaign. They must be loving all of the, uh, all of the sort of positive energy around it yeah for sure yeah bathe in it good on enjoy it um i want to see actually uh that's probably we can come back to this another time that's fine i was going to ask you about like the customization and stuff because obviously you didn't have a chance to fiddle around with it last week and the progression but 
I mean, it kind of ties into this, which is like the battle pass. So let's just cover this and then you can you can tell me what you think. So uh-huh. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. I know it's like really small and the picture I've put on the notes, but <laughs> you can like, you can zoom into it if you go on the, the Reddit link that it came from, which was on um, gaming leaks and rumors yeah. subreddit. Um, but I think my overall thoughts from what I'm seeing on this battle pass is that if, you know, if it's real, again, pinch of salt, tablespoon of salt. Um, it's 120 levels long, not your standard 100. These are long battle passes. Um, and there's some really cool stuff in here. But the free tracks are quite barren. Yeah, they're kind of garbage. They're not terrible. They're not terrible, but there isn't much there. You know, there's a lot of, like, nothing levels, especially as you get past the halfway mark, which, which you know, None of this is uncommon for Battle Pass, you know. Um, you get some some stuff. Um, you know, there's some like purple stuff and you know, le- you know, quote unquote legendary rarity stuff in there. Um, but it's a lot of like challenge rerolls and XP boosts, um, which is, I think, you know, it's to be expected. But it's it's the only reservation I have about it. You know, you can't expect them to make you know this multiplayer game that we've now sung praises about for two week two weeks in a row to be free and then not have like this incentive incentivization to uh, monetize. So, yeah. 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 I agree. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's going to be in an investment, isn't it? You know, you, you, you're definitely going to get your money's back, your, 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 your money back with this. I, I'm not sure if it's going to work like apex and stuff. Does, does it give like currency in here? Like the actual like store currency? Like you, it doesn't look like because you know, like Apex, you can basically earn. You, if you complete it, you basically have earned what you spent back, and you can buy the next season's battle pass with it. You know that that sort of thing. Apex is actually quite stingy with that. They only give you like five hundred coins. They don't give you the full amount, but yeah, they do give you some currency back. Um, I always thought it was, but, pretty, it was pretty much the whole thing, but maybe I'm mistaken. No. But. Um, no, it doesn't look like it. Um, but, you know, again, it's one of those things that these battle passes don't expire. So I guess at any point you could really go back and say, actually, you know, I got 60 levels in, you know, fuck it. Let's 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 buy it and, you know, polish it off, you know, which which I think is really cool. Like you don't have to feel pressured. You know, it eliminates the FOMO, doesn't it? Like you can not spend a penny. You know, let's see if I like Halo first. One month down the line, still playing it. All right. Well, actually, I'm having a good time. I know the second one's out, but let's go and finish the first one. I'll, I'll put, put a bit of money into it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and if um, it is real, it confirms the existence of. Well, this one, obviously, the first, I should be clear, the first battle pass is um, focused around Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of like armor themes here. They call them armor themes. So I, I don't know what that means. I, think. I assume it's like a. It's like, it's like a, a set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like an outfit you can put on that, no matter what armor you've, you've got equipped or whatever, it will theme your armor to that sort of thing. Like all the pieces of your armor. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. They definitely have them in like RPGs where you can put on like an entire outfit and it basically just, yeah. No matter what you're wearing, you always look like that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I imagine it's that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, there's, you know, if, again, if it is true, there's some really, you know, pretty iconic characters here. There's, there's George, there's Jun. Um, uh, yeah. 
and then quite a few of the different uh, Emil is there as well. So there's them, and there's also you know it, again it confirms armor effects if those are real and, and death effects yeah. as well, um, which I think are all really nice nice little flares. Um, I love. Those sometimes things. I don't just want armor pieces. Yeah. Yeah. What is weapon death effects? I think that's just a death effect. That's just death. Okay. All right, I think fine. so. But it might be that that's something that's equipable on like particular weapons. Like I don't know. Yeah, perhaps if you kill someone with a BR, then they do a special dying animation, as opposed to just killing them with someone with your magnum that doesn't have an effect on it. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, all, all all those things we we loved um, in Reach and Halo Three and stuff like that. We we enjoyed all those armor effects and everything. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to see them come back. You know, some people might think of them as goofy and like a bit silly or whatever, but it's like it's just something to chase, especially like yeah. I mean, back then it was obviously the currency system, so you saved up for them, and it was a really big deal when you actually got uh, got one. But yeah, it's just something to chase and something to equip, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I like it. I have nothing against I, it. I, same, and I, I like the idea of there being like a I mean, it, you know, it, it'll be different from season to season, but at least for this one, you know, there's an armor effects at the at the very end on the paid version, a rank 120 called Judgment Crown. I obviously don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a little fiery crown on your head. Um, mm. And you know, you look at that and you know someone's gotten to the very end of of the of the of the battle pass. And you know, same for everything. You know, like same with Apex. You get to the end, you see someone with a gun, but it's cool because you can see someone from a distance with an armor effect. You know, or on their armor. And um, whereas Apex doesn't have that luxury because it's a hero shooter, and you know you have skins, but it's not, yeah. it's not the same thing really. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. It looks good to me. Yeah, if it's something like this. Yeah, no, I mean I've I've looked through most of it. I've skimmed through most of it as we're talking about it, and I'd be pretty happy to pay for this. Um, I mean, it's the sort of thing I'm always probably going to pay for because I just I just enjoy playing the game, right? So. And the multiplayer is free, so it's just like I put a little bit of money into it, and it's just it's it's rewarding me for playing the game that I'm enjoying playing, right? So, yeah, it seems like a no brainer to me. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, the, the the stuff looks great. I'm 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 happy with with how it looks. I do agree with the free track though. That 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 could use that could use a little bit of love, but. You know, mm. they're they're trying to incentivize a pay track. I don't think the price of this is going to be extortionate. No more than your your normal nine to fourteen pounds around that sort of area. I would imagine. Um, yeah. And you know, like I said, the multiplayer is free for everyone. They're just trying to incentivize you to spend a little bit, and you get some cool shit for it. So yeah, you know. Absolutely, and and because they don't again because they don't expire, you can always come back to it later. Yeah. Supposedly, there has been some whispers that you'll get the first battle pass if you purchase the campaign, because obviously the campaign will be full price. Um, so that supposedly that's something they might chuck in there, which would be nice, but yeah, no biggie if not. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll swing around to the whole progression talk. I think at a later date, but um, that's maybe the leaked season one battle pass. So, are we are we away from Halo now? I think we might be. We are. We're on to the Tokyo Game Show, buddy. You you watched this, right? I didn't watch it. No. Oh no. Watched I watched the highlights. Yeah. I, I, didn't watch either. I, I I I didn't. I don't think I ever watched the highlights. I read the highlights, all the bullet points and articles and stuff like that. Uh, I did kind of mean to watch it, but I'm going to be honest. I kind of just 
I didn't know what the date was, and it kind of just f- flew flew under the radar. I think I was probably around to watch it, but I actually just didn't know when, when or where. I know yeah, it's well, obviously it's, it just wasn't targeted at us, was it? So it's like, yeah, I was, it wasn't being pushed in our face like an E3 does, you know. Yeah. Um, but there was some cool stuff there. There was something there that you you were quite were interested in, wasn't there? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, what these? Are you talking about the Scarlet Nexus on Games Pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I've been. I mean, I've looked at that game a while back, and I thought that looks pretty cool. Um, but then I never actually chased it up for like its reviews and stuff like that because I know it's been out for a few months now, if not longer. Um, yeah, I never chased it up for its reviews, and when I saw it come on Games Pass, I was like, oh, I re- I remember that game. I remember looking like that, but quite cool. And I looked up the review, and I was like. This game's kind of shit hot and i was like that's that's pretty cool man um and one of our, our other mates has gone and downloaded that as well he was pleasantly surprised that was on games pass um yeah. so yeah, yeah it's just on an 80 on open critic yeah yeah it's just a cool uh jrpg so quite a high action jrpg as well it's been a mm. um quite fast-paced combat and stuff like that so I'd, i'll definitely give that a go once i finish with final fantasy yeah yeah it's definitely something that you know the xbox is like they're trying to plug that hole aren't they with with obviously not just japanese support but getting japanese games on games pass um i don't know if they i think because like regionally they don't it doesn't change regionally right but maybe i wonder if that's something they should do like it's the same across the board everywhere because you know like sometimes games with gold is different in different places but that's a different reason i guess i think it like depends if like games are banned in that place or whatever so are you talking is games pass different for different regions like if you were to go to right. netflix in like tokyo they've got different shit on there as opposed to the uk yeah. one I, I no i i think it's the same all around i think i think it is as well but i'm just so oh, yeah i was just one i was just thinking like i wonder if that'd be beneficial to them because obviously they're trying to get more of the japanese audience in and um like they said, like I think Phil said at the, at the game show, Tokyo Game Show, that like uh, Japan is the the quickest growing uh, market at the moment for Xbox. Like, and you know, that could be <laughs> it could be that a hundred hundred Xboxes sold this year and like five hundred sold this year. So like, wow, huge! You know, five times bigger. Um, but uh, the you know, it seems to be. I'm seeing some regular updates of like Xbox Series S in particular being on the Amazon most sold list quite a lot in Japan. Um, so it seems to be getting a bit of traction. They like small things over there. Um, so a tiny Xbox um, is quite appealing. And I guess as well, they want like some publishers are being weird about getting, putting Japanese games on the Xbox because they don't think there's a market for it. So I think just by getting these like Scarlet Nexus, getting these games on games pass to generate more interest it proves to those publishers, look, like there is an interest here, or we will just pay you a big wad of money and put it on Games Pass. You know, you don't have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, something like I think what were a couple of games? Like Neo, I think maybe that was that was published by Sony. Yeah, it it was, but what I don't know is like some games just skip Xbox because the developers or the publishers don't think it's worth the energy yeah. to develop for it. Mm-hmm. Persona was the same. Persona was like one of the best games of the generation and it didn't release on Xbox just because um the publishers were like Yeah nobody will buy it on Xbox. Um so it was an exclusive for n- n- like no reason basically. Yeah. So it's weird. Yeah. 
yeah it's all about it's all about just gaining the sort of the trust and just being like you know don't be scared you know your games will be uh will be loved over on this platform so uh everyone go download scarlet nexus so we get more jrpgs yeah that's true because i I like a jrpg and you should too because they're good they're they're just rpgs but better in quite a lot of ways not every way. Wow, quite the take. Not in every way, but it, it, they're definitely they got a lot more meat on the bones. There's a lot more to sink your teeth into, but they're a lot weirder as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Nonetheless, like it's good that the, the, the diversity is good. You know, there are quite a few Japanese games on there now. You know, we've got like Octopath Traveler, and um, uh, there are some Final Fantasies on there as well, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Quest, if memory serves yep. so it is good they aren't always for me um Nia? but is Nia still i on understand Nia. oh i don't know i don't think it is anymore but yeah that was that was amazing um so yeah it, i think it's definitely good it's just one of those things that games pass excels are you know exposure um and speaking of exposure uh, one of the things that also got announced was xCloud support finally in Australia, Brazil, Japan, and Mexico. Hasn't Ooh. been a thing. Um, which is obviously, again, like trying to get into the Japanese market of like, they like playing on their phones. Like phones are like the most popular platform to be gaming on over there. So uh, as xCloud gets better, that's just going to be huge. Well, the the hope is, yeah, I suppose it's going to be huge. You know, problem. The only problem being I can see is that with the Switch being as popular as it is, like is that you know is that i guess if, if phones are still popular despite the switch like yeah maybe but yeah. i think it's 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 a good market to tap into um definitely yeah for for, for whatever reason they love mobile gaming i don't do. i don't know why like, i don't i don't get I, it i don't <laughs> think i i've been it, it's so not interesting to me in like every way i can't remember the last time i played a mobile game Maybe it's Hearthstone count. I don't know. Like it's been so, but yeah, I don't it know. Does. It's really popular out there. It's it's clearly, yeah, it's good to tap into that. Um, and again, they'll they'll get to experience all all the Xbox exclusives and stuff like that, and just playing it and using it on their phone, and they'll be like, oh, actually, this stuff's actually kind of pretty cool, man. Um, so mm. you know, might inspire them to buy a home console as well. Yeah, and I think that's where the synergy of Games Pass comes in, right? You know, if if they get if they get an Xbox or even they don't get an Xbox, you know, they're able to transfer saves, you know, play something on the go, um, and that's you know, the, well, you know, the benefit of that is, is obvious. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's those two things. Uh, we also had an Arcane appearance, Arcane Studios, and a Bethesda Game Studios appearance from God Howard himself. Uh, they both announced that Redfall and Starfield, respectively, will have f- full Japanese voice support. Uh, there'll be o- over 150,000 lines of dialogue in Starfield, uh, just total, um, which is more than Skyrim or Fallout. That's a bloody lot of lines. <laughs> um, so, you know, nothing, nothing but good things. Um, to say there they even showed a little clip of redfall of like the, the original redfall trailer with the full voiceover japanese support and it was a bit jarring because i don't know what just wasn't what i was <laughs> used to seeing yeah. like um but it's it's great that the the obviously the support is there yeah no i agree yeah awesome 
other than that, small game announcements. Can't remember any. The only one I remember is a game called Lapin, which was about a really cute little bunny. And I actually kind of want to play it. Because <laughs> you love bunnies. It looks really cute. Yeah, I do love bunnies. Um, I'll have to have a look when that comes out, actually. Anyway, that was Tokyo Game Show in a nutshell. You know, lots of lots of um, sort of signaling that they're still interested in Japan and want to keep pushing the, the uh, market forward. Yeah. In our next story, Dolby Vision comes to Xbox exclusively. So, Whoa. yeah, I know. So, if your TV supports Dolby Vision, uh, and they did like you know videos to show the difference, um, and I had to look into this because it turns out on Samsung TVs they do HDR10 Plus, which is like their version of Dolby Vision. Mm-hmm. So, I can't get it on my TV because Samsung think they have a, a software equivalent. Um, but for those that do, definitely check it out. It looks delightful. Did you did you manage to check on yours if it did? I didn't actually check, no. I mean, I've got an LG. Um, I need to check the actual model, but um, I can't I can't imagine it does. It's, it's a fairly old TV now. Um, I bought it mm. when 4K was basically first became a thing, and I was just like, oh, okay, you know, I'll get a 4K TV. But yeah, I imagine it probably doesn't. Um, I am in. I am due for an upgrade, but it's 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 worth looking into. Yeah, I was um actually looking at. Reminds me, I was looking at a while back. We spoke about um, Xbox doing like a mate a design for Xbox like brand stamp on some things. Yeah, and, like, they just slap with their logo on it, so you know. Yeah, right, and they, they did it on a Philips TV, um, called the Philips Momentum, and it's actually out now. I was having a look, and it's like some on Amazon for like uh, uh one thousand one hundred pounds oh. around that. Um, and like it looks delightful, you know. Like it supports everything. There's a soundbar built in. There's like uh, lights on the back of it to project onto the wall if you want that. Um, and it, you know, supports all the fancy features. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, so I was looking at. It's not something I'm going to get anytime soon, but like I, I like the idea of those things. And I, For the it just man reminded cave. me. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about how good like Halo feels. Imagine that game running at 120 frames. I should, like it'd be insane. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, it, it'd be crazy. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost kind of worth the uh, the 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 upgrade for a release like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, link. Uh, cool. All right. In other Games Pass news, um, Avengers joined Game Pass um this week on September the thirtieth. Uh, following. I think it was the, the the Black Panther expansion was like what a month ago now or something. Yeah, and yeah, it was quite recent. Yeah, the sentiment has been pretty positive around that, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how the game's doing like nowadays. I mean, it's it's obviously one of those games that just that is getting better and better, and I'm I'm hearing that. I think I'm hearing that tide starting to turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. What what's what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on it are obviously great. You know, I feel like, like you said, it's it's a game that's only getting better. You know, I think most people consider it a, a pretty good title now. You know, it, it had it had a rough start, um, but yeah, I mean, in my eyes, though, it's not really something I've watched gameplay of it. Oh, admittedly, way back when, so I haven't checked out recent gameplay and recent content and stuff, but it, it didn't really it didn't really catch my attention so much. And if I'm going to play any kind of looter-esque co-op 
RPG kind of game, whatever this is. It's like a mixture of so many genres. I'd, I'd go to Destiny 2, which we've played recently and been enjoying. Um, and, um, and, you know, with, with stuff like Redfall coming out next year or or whatever, it's just these games take a lot of your time. Like, there's the, if you want to do them properly, they take a lot of time and there's a lot of effort that has to go into them. And I just, to me, it's not a title that's, that, that's worth that for me. Um, mm. But I know a lot of people are going to be very excited about this because um, I do think it's a, a cool, fun, casual game as well that appeals to a lot of Marvel fans. You know, you don't need to be a hardcore gamer just to just to enjoy a title like this. So um, I think it's great. Mm. Cool. And it also it was like the most obvious Games Pass like candidate <laughs> ever like since the game launch i'll be like that's gonna go to games Pass one day it's gonna happen um yeah so yeah. it doesn't surprise me at all that it came um i'm surprised it took as long as it did to be honest uh mm-hmm. i think i would I, I would kind of like to I, at some point i would kind of like to play it and i just like to play the campaign like you know whatever the loot side of it is whatever but i, I wouldn't mind just like going through it you know solo or co-op or whatever just um you like you say yeah. just like giving it a go casually while it's there um because I, I do like like the Marvel Universe and everything. And um, yeah, it would, it would be nice to give a go while it's on. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next up, Scorn seems to, be of dele- seems to have been delayed to 2022. Um, this is because uh, a press release um, from the new uh, interactive supergroup, right? It's like a... I guess I guess it's like a merger. Uh, maybe it's not a merger. I don't know. I'm not a businessman. A collection of like um, developers called Kepler Interactive, which includes the Scorn developer Ebb Software. Uh, they said in their press release that, or rather, yeah, they, they listed Scorn as a 2022 release. This hasn't been like official yet, um, but we. It's kind of. I think they listed at Xbox E3. They listed Scorn as a 2021 release still, so I imagine they're going to come out in the next few months and say SARS going to delay 2022, um, which is a shame because we saw it in like May 2020. Yeah. I mean, you know, pandemic things. You know, I get it, but um, I always remember thinking this game looks really good, like like uh, graphically. Yes, and it's like graphically really good, and it looks obviously very imaginative, and it would have been a perfect candidate for like Spooktober, you know, an exclusive game release. I think it's Series X and S only, you know, a visual powerhouse. Get people talking about Xbox over the, over uh, Halloween, but you know, it's what it is. Yeah, this was the one that gave me pretty uh, Prometheus vibes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was gross. Very fleshy. Yeah, <laughs> everything's like organic and like yeah. squelchy. Yeah, it was kind of gross looking. Um, yeah, I feel like this. Yeah, I feel like this game kind of just was announced, um, and then they kind of just dug. They just dug themselves underground and have been silent ever since and now they've come out yeah. with a delay um i don't feel like i've heard anything about this game since i f- saw that fleshy trailer in 2020 um it's weird because there's like gameplay online there's really? gameplay of it oh. yeah there's like a uh, maybe like five minute gameplay walkthrough um no idea so it's just a vertical slice i guess but yeah okay um but yeah obviously it's 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 a shame. It's always a shame when a game gets delayed. Um, but I always say the same thing. Whereas if you know they need to make it better, they're not happy with the final product, and so be it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it w- it would have been a really cool release around this sort of time. 
is uh, I definitely do like to bust out the horror games around October and I can't be the only person. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We have a small update on the whole Perfect Dark Crystal Dynamics thing. Uh, for those who maybe have missed this or maybe didn't listen to the podcast last week, um, it was announced that Crystal Dynamics were teaming up with Perfect Dark, um, either on an outsourcing level on or on like a, a team-up level with the initiative the developers of perfect dark keeping the creative you know uh, like direction essentially which um seems to be the case and there was an update on that uh jeff grubb at GameSpeak uh did a bit of good old germ ge- journalism i was about to say germanism <laughs> don't do that um and uh you know it's the story is as obvious as it gets so, like with these sorts of things Occam's razor always applies. Occam's razor states that the the explanation with the least assumptions should all, all, always be your go-to. So when people are going down the conspiracy rabbit hole of like, you know, this must mean the games in development hell, you know, they can't handle this by themselves. You know, there must be like creative difficulty. It's COVID. There's a pandemic and they wanted a bit more help to ramp up development. Like yeah. that's it's just the easiest explanation, and that's what it almost always is. Life is often boring like that. It's almost always the easy and boring explanation. Um and obviously we didn't mention it last week, but like the, the creative lead at um at the initiative, Daryl Gallagher, he used to be he used to be the lead at Crystal Dynamics. So they they already a history there. Mm-hmm. Um and so I I think we I think we said last week, like supposedly some insiders are saying this is like a test to see how they do for a possible acquisition down the line, which is a bit weird because they're still owned by Square Enix, but like it's it's being looked at kind of, you know, if they do really well and they work, where they like, work well with Xbox and Square Enix and maybe looking to get rid of them because of the whole Avengers thing. Yeah. Um, underperforming. Um, it's on the cards. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky Zenimax Online. Always being very sneaky. Always, They're always up to something, that Zenimax Online. Um, they've opened up a office in Montreal, which oh, is... Uh, just casual. Just open up a new office. Just open up an office, yeah. Yeah, and like we know it's weird because we know they're, walk- they're working on like a new IP. And I don't know if this is the team that's working on a new IP, but they seem to be working on sneaky, sneaky stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they've got like two unannounced games in development now. Huh. Um and they're in like an MMO studio, you know, so it mm-hmm. it interests me. It interests me greatly <laughs> um, to see what they're doing. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder if it will still be um, MMO, whatever they're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's all still top secret. No one knows. It's all. Yeah, yeah. no one knows. Um, but hey, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see more console MMOs games come out, you know. ESO didn't quite catch me drift, but there's nothing uh, a new IP might. So, um, but yeah, I have to admit they are they are quite sneaky. They're always just like low key, just announcing new things and just they're just yeah, they're just lurking in the dark, man. They're, they're, they're always like, doing something. Yeah. yeah, they're like the golem of game studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's quite it's an interesting time for this news to come about because obviously, like a lot of people have been saying, like the MMO genre is kind of fading. Um, like with world of warcraft kind of you know it's obviously still a titan in that space but you know it's like nowhere near as big as it used to be and like shared shared world so like games are like seem to be taking that crown a bit more um 
but in the wake of the new world release amazon game studios first game new world's doing well man it's really doing well yeah it's it's reviewing well it's got like seven hundred thousand players in the first day you know i'm pretty sure i didn't pull that number out of my ass i'm pretty sure i read that somewhere um you know it's doing really well um and like a lot of people are saying like this could be the new mmo or at very least a uh world of warcraft uh competitor so this is it's a really interesting time for this stuff to happen um so yeah we'll have to have to wait and see if it is an mmo that they're working on Mm. or not yeah yeah for sure i think a a, a lot of these things where people say the mmo genre is just a bit dry maybe at the time is because I i i do think these games just take a long time to develop as well um they're such insanely big games, um, and and the, the the amount of stress that um, the sort of servers go through to hold that many people and do all, all that. It, this it's it's very tough to to make. There's probably quite a few studios making them, and Zenimax being one of them as well. But they they kind of just take time as well. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think there has been a bit of a, I, well, maybe I don't know enough about the genre, but it feels like the genre hasn't had any, like any real innovation in a long, long time. So like people get put off because then you know what to expect with an MMO, you know, it's Radiant Quest, it's Fetch Quest, you know, there's some raids, which will be fun. You know, you play around with your friends, you mm-hmm. know, limited combat systems, loads of loot usually. It's always um, high fantasy. Yeah. It's always high fantasy. Um, so I think that that is maybe part of the the fatigue, but new, new world also being high fantasy from what I've seen, you know, it seems to have like recaptured a bit of that, um, a bit of that flair, um, that MMOs had back in the day. So, you know, it's, um, we'll have to, we'll have to see how it continues to do. Cause it's quite interesting. Um, that see world of Warcraft get some competition. Mm. Oh, supposedly, supposedly coming into sort of the more, um, xbox game studios part of the podcast um supposedly hellblade 2 might make an appearance at the game awards and we've we've speculated this before we might we might actually just be geniuses we i mean it's possible right it is possible that we just have big galaxy brains yeah and we know what's up definitely i think i think it's more than possible it's 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 quite it's the it's like guaranteed. it's likely it's, yeah <laughs> it's um, not guaranteed so it's not to our own horse <laughs> No, I, I like tooting. You won't stop me tooting. Um, this was confirmed by uh, Jeff Grubb on the Defining Duke uh, Xbox podcast over there, that podcast that they do. Um, well, not, well, yeah, not confirmed, sorry. This is what you know, he spoke about, that he thinks yeah. that that's the plan. Yeah. And we've said that, um, you know, that we think that's possible. Hellblade 2 was announced at the Video Game Awards two years ago. Mm-hmm. One year ago? I can't two, remember. I think. There was a two, yeah. Which would be obvious you know that hellblade 2 is one of my most like anticipated games from xbox game studios it's gonna melt faces like yeah. skin is gonna drip down your face and blind you uh, how good that game is gonna look oh, wow. um yeah sorry well don't look <laughs> don't look look away um so huge anticipation for that game and it's one of the and i hate to say it you know but it's one of the games that i think xbox needs to like alter public perception like a lot of people want a response from xbox for like the third person over the shoulder action adventure story driven game and this like is that Mm -hmm. you know um so 
big fingers crossed for this. You know, I'm, I'm expecting like a, a decent sized presence at the, the game awards. Not huge, but like, you know, small to medium. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, we were talking about a potential other presence at the game awards. We might as well do another galaxy brain prediction while we're on the topic. Uh, so uh, we were. There's yeah. been, yeah, there had been some teasing from some other insiders about, and it seems to be, fingers seem to be pointing to a valve. Nobody said it. Like, nobody has outright said about it. Jez said, it. like, yeah. Je- Jez tweeted, like, I'm really excited for a valve now. Like, out of nowhere. Um, and then he's just said, like, that's all I'll say or something, you know. It's a bit and sus. a couple of other people. Yeah, it is sus. It's very <laughs> sus. And a lot of people have been saying, like, I just saw something which is like an Xbox game, which is amazing. You'll hear about it soon. Like, you know, just things like that. Um, and soon indicates to me this year, what's the next Xbox big, the, the, like, the, the next big Xbox presence? It's the Game Awards. So it's not impossible. But I do think at the same time, that's quite big like to do it like if let's say it's like a hellblade 2 gameplay trailer and then an avowed gameplay trailer like, that's it's mental pretty that's that is pretty big they're two massive games mm-hmm. um and i don't even know if they're going to be coming out in 2022 you know i don't i don't know actually yeah they're both quite yeah they're both question marks for 2022 aren't they um mm. i'd i'd like to say probably 2023 for, for these for those titles if i if i was to just yeah. be like it's tim's guess you know it's tim's guest time <laughs> it's that time of the show it's my favorite time yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd probably say they're 2023 games uh just just like a hunch just like a gut feeling but yeah they're, they're, they're question marks for 2022 definitely yeah i'm with you like i, I think you know i've spoken was it about i think it was about we spoke about before like the possibility of something else launching in 2022 and my thing was that i don't think it's likely we see anything else in 2022 like big you know from the first party team because starfield and redfall are both coming out in the last in the back half so it's like nothing's going to be ready to go in the next six months unless they're really like that would be a surprise like logically i just can't expect that to be the case so i reckon early to mid 23 for hellblade and avowed um if we do see them if we don't see one of these then it's maybe a bit further back but um yeah but you know, it's not off the cards. I don't think Avowed has been in development a long time. We know they're a super efficient studio. Um, you know, I, I imagine their plan was to probably have released it already or this year, but pandemic has slowed them down a bit. So, you know, who knows? But that's I'm definitely going to be tuning into the Game Awards this year. Um, yeah, yeah, excited to see that for sure. You need to play Hellblade One. No. Okay. Great. Good. <laughs> Good chat. <laughs> I might. Um, I might. Do. It's a short game, twelve hours. Um, Jesus. Last news story oh. of the day. Yeah, we did it. We rushed through. Nice. Um, we spoke about Redfall. Mm. Um, Arcane's uh, vampire shooting loot shooter kind of game. Oh, I'm getting moist. <laughs> we got some screenshots for that last year, and we have had some news at the very least. Well, it se- the news seems to indicate, due to job listings, that ID, id software, you know, developers of Doom, are assisting Redfall, uh, assisting on the development of Redfall. Which, what does that say to you, man? They're going to help with the shooting, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great because that's the one thing like we spoke about um, when we spoke about Redfall a couple of months ago. You know, like the idea of like Arcane making make these amazing games, but the one thing that they're is a weakness is maybe the shooting it's not dreadful it's just and with this sort of like looter shooter game like you need some good shooting mm-hmm. um 
Doom obviously feels great. So yeah, this warms my little my little arcane heart. Yeah, yeah, no, there's it, definitely, yeah, that, that makes me very happy to know that a very successful studio, um, in this in this space of shooters is is helping out a game that already seems to have such a solid foundation. And our, our one of our concerns was, yeah, it will will the shooting live up to scratch because you've got to bear in mind if it's a looter shooter like i said with like avengers and destiny and all that they're very commitment heavy games like these these games you tend to put a lot of time into so you need the combat to feel good um otherwise you you know you're just going to lose interest and it's just going to come stale quick um so yeah them i mean obviously it's not guaranteed but my gut feeling is that you know it's coming on to help with with that as- aspect of the project um so yeah, yeah, that makes me really yeah. happy. I mean, and it might be the case that since they're lot, I mean, this is um, arcane. Oh god, arcane Austin, arcane Austin. Right, yeah. There's Austin, obviously America, and Leon, um, obviously France. Um, mm-hmm. And Leon just put out Deathloop. So, and obviously we we haven't played Deathloop, so we don't know what the shooting's like in that game. But there's a good chance that you know there's there's been a big step up um, to since then you know the last game before that was prey even though it was made by austin and not leon um the shooting in prey was like fine yeah you know serviceable but but again most of the games arcane make are not shooters they're they're like sims they're immersive sims um first um you can have shooting without being a shooter um so yeah you know maybe death loop already was already halfway there but this is hopefully something that really uh pushes them over the line with that because um I trust them with every other aspect of the game. Oh Sh- yeah, making shooting feel nice is not easy unless you you have experience in that area, which it obviously do. So, fingers crossed. More waiting and seeing. We'll never really know until we get our fingers on it, re- until our hands on it, really. Um, so fingers on fingers. it. Fingers. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> we get our fingers on it. I mean, technically, <laughs> it's true. We game with our fingers, but like, it's just so weird. Oddly specific. Yeah, yeah. it's such a. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh yeah. So until we get our fingers on it, we won't know. <laughs> but in the meantime, that's um that's all your news for the week, ladies and gents. Yeah. It's been an honour. Mm. <laughs> well we're gonna we're gonna go at some food, probably play some more Halo later. Tim, I hope you feel better, man. Thanks, you know. Man. Um, leave us some comments share with your friends share with your colleagues your dog yeah. your grandma you know the drill yeah um, wish me better in the comments otherwise I'll be ill forever <laughs> yeah you don't want that do it <laughs> alright guys we're gonna get out of here um, look after your pets <laughs> drink some God orange juice sake. <laughs> have a coffee in the morning you deserve it unless you caffeine. don't like caffeine you have caffeine if you want it, man. Don't worry. It's um, part of a balanced diet. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.